It's time for a wellness revolution. Brought to you by Hotsi Health and Wellness Center. Honest discussion on maintaining health and wellness naturally to enjoy a better quality of life. He's the doctor fighting to let you keep your doctor. Now, Dr. Stephen Hotsi. Dr. Hotsi's Wellness Revolution podcast is brought to you by Physicians Preference Pharmacy, formerly Hotsi Pharmacy. Welcome to Dr. Hotsey's Wellness Revolution. I'm Stacey Banfield here with Dr. Stephen Hotsey, founder of the Hotsey Health and Wellness Center. And as always, you can find our podcasts on HotseyHWC.com. That's H-O-T-Z-E-H-W-C.com. We have a really great inspirational story for you today. One of our guests, Sierra, is going to be talking about how she was pretty much at the very bottom and how she climbed her way back up to the top and how she is helping other people find their way as well. Here is Dr. Hotsey and Sierra. Thank you, Stacy, and thank each one of you for joining us today on Dr. Hotsey's Wellness Revolution. You know, I believe that you and everybody needs a doctor and a staff of professionals who can coach you on the path of health and wellness naturally so that you have a life-changing, transforming health experience here at the Hotsey Health and Wellness Center. That's what we offer. And the reason we do this is because we believe that as you age, you ought to be full of energy. You ought to have vitality in your life and be brimming with enthusiasm. No matter if you're 30 or 70 or 80, you ought to have those qualities, energy, vitality, and enthusiasm. And so we do that here at the Hotsey Health and Wellness Center. Uh, We help get you on that path. We coach you on the path of health and wellness so you can have that life-changing experience. Because my philosophy is this, I believe if you're alive, you ought to feel alive, right? Well, I'd be part of the walking wounded or half dead. Enjoy life, be full of energy, and that's what we help you do here at the Hotsey Health and Wellness Center. And I want to give you a great example of that. Most people think, well, you know, people don't really start having problems until they get older, and I don't need to do anything about my problems. I'm young now, you know. I'm 30 or 40 or 50, and I'll wait until I have some problems. You know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. That's an old adage, thousands of year old. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. We have with us today a guest of ours who's been a guest since 2017, Sierra Kazarian. And Sierra is a, what, 27-year-old woman? Uh, how old am I? I'm 28 now. 28. A young, <laughs> a young woman, 28 years old, came to see us when she was 26. So, Sierra, welcome to the program. Glad to have you, you on board Happy here. Thank you. Happy to be dear. here. Glad to have you here. And you have such a wonderful and remarkable story. Why don't you start and tell us where you're from, what you you know, where you grew up, where where are you from now? Yeah, I grew up in Dallas, Texas, and that's near Fort yeah. Worth, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like to tell those Dallas people that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you grew up in Dallas, and how did you end up down here in Houston? Um, my husband's work brought us down here a couple years ago. Okay. Now, did you go off to school? You go to college? I did. Yeah, my husband and I met at Brigham Young University. Oh, that's Utah. that's wonderful. Yeah, I just came back yesterday from Salt Lake City. Oh, awesome! Isn't that correct? Great. Beautiful. And I went up to, uh, we went and saw the uh, Salt Lake Tabernacle where the Mormon Tabernacle Choir yes, sings. They and, are so talented. Yeah, that's a, that, that was built in 1868, and it is, it is the acoustics in there are just phenomenal. incredible. And then, of course, the temple was across the street. And it, it was one. It was a wonderful. It was a wonderful time. And Utah's a beautiful, oh. beautiful state. And all around Salt Lake City, the mountains are still covered with snow. It was. Oh. It, was it was wonderful. Yeah, I loved. And I loved the Utah. flowers. Oh my goodness, just incredible. So anyway, you went to Brigham Young, and then what kind of work is your husband in? 
he is an entrepreneur. We okay. we call ourselves serial entrepreneurs. <laughs> <laughs> well, what does he do? What what is he what is he doing right now? What kind of work is he doing? So we we both actually are working on a project called Light Through the Dark, mm-hmm. and it's to help people that are dealing with anxiety and depression know how to come come out of it and get the resources they need to get better. And then also it helps those who are the support system for those struggling to know what to do to help the person and have it not be damaging, but to be helpful. So we're, we're building, a, I don't know what you'd call it, an effort right now to try to help people dealing with That's that. That's wonderful. Yeah. And this really is a, a outshoot of what happened to you in your life when you're coming through the Hotel and Wellness Center. So tell us, uh, you have three children now, right? As of one month ago, I have three children, yes. <laughs> great. So tell us what your health experience was like growing up. Do you have any health problems? No, I, I mean, not any mental health problems at all. I, I grew up, um, I had asthma growing up, but um, other than that, mentally, I've always been described as someone that was optimistic and happy, a go-getter. You know, I, I definitely ran at a hundred plus speed every day and, and would you were be alive, myself. You were yes. live wire. Yes, live wire, exactly. <laughs> and so when did that change? So after my daughter was born in 2014, about six weeks later, I noticed that I just started feeling this oppressive heaviness. Um, you know, I have a really good relationship with my husband, but he he said to me, I literally can't do anything right around you right now. And I was like... Any, any guy ever felt that way before? Huh? <laughs> yeah. And that cued me in of, oh, you're right. Something's off right now. Like I was getting really irritable. I was starting to have a lot of brain fog. I just, I just didn't feel myself. And then I started having all these crazy symptoms and realized that I had, was developing depression really bad. And this wasn't something I'd ever experienced beforehand. Again, and, these, this, and yeah. you were, th- it, and then you were how old? Um, was five 24. Years ago, so you, yeah, I was 24. 23, 24. Okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And so what it, did you do anything? What'd you do about it? So I went and talked to my, um, my OB at six weeks and they put me on some antidepressants and they said, Oh, but it'll take a while for it to kick in. So that was a really hard winter. Everything was just so new to me, all these emotions, all these feelings that I never experienced before. And it was just a really, really dark and hard place for me. And, um, uh, it took a while for the medicine to kick in. And then I kind of felt up, not totally like I had before, but well enough where I was able to function. And then a year later, it just flipped a switch and when I started my cycle again for the first time after having my daughter and I hit a low that I didn't know was possible. And that's when I, I first experienced, um, you know, suicidal ideation and where I, I started just feeling like everyone would be better off without me and uh, really had intense self-loathing, which I had never, ever, ever experienced. And um, I couldn't interact with anyone if, if I went out, you know, if I went to church or wherever I was going, it was like I was watching the clock the entire time to be able to just leave and escape and go back to my closet where I could just get in that hole and just want to just be done with everything. It was not me at all. And it was very hard. And, and you it, were taking medication, antidepressant medication at yeah, that time, right? Yep. I yeah, they put. Me, I saw a psychiatrist, and and I got even more medication. I and they upped it to the highest amount that I could be on for the antidepressants, 
I got put on antipsychotic medication three times a day, anti-anxiety medication three times a day, and even with that, was still having these these battles. Does this sound familiar? Fighting I have suicide. heard this story. If I've heard it once, I've heard it thousands of times. How the conventional doctors take an individual like Sierra, and I'm sure they did blood work on you before they started this and said, well, your blood work's normal, right? Yeah, yeah. Your blood work's normal, so you must be depressed. You are, and they put her on all these antidepressant medications, anti-anxiety medication, anti-psychotic medication. So, and you didn't get better, and they kept bumping it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, frankly, I just think that's criminal. And I, these ought to be banned, and, and these doctors should be reported to the medical board, and their license should be removed because they destroy people's lives. I feel really strongly about this. I've seen so many people like Sierra, uh, and we're going to talk about what happened. And this is so simple to resolve. I've written books about it. You know, they all, all these psychiatrists ought to read my books and figure out what to do to help women when they start coming in, and men too, when they begin to have these sort of problems. So... You, you ended up having another baby. Were you on antidepressants at the time when you did? No. So m- m- that's my miracle baby. <laughs> I um, So I was on all that medication starting in 2014. Well, the yeah. de- antidepressants. But when then when I saw, that was what the OB put me on. Right. Then the psychiatrist put me on all the other stuff in 2003. It was three years ago. Right. So 2016. Um, and then like May 2016. So then... I came to the Hotsi Health and Wellness Center in May 2017 and um, did the E3 diet and was feeling really good and started coming off of the anti uh, everything because I wanted to have another baby. But again, there's no way I could have. Before you come in, listen, I'm looking right here. Mm -hmm. It's your first appointment. We have the reasons for the appointment Mm -hmm. anxiety, panic attacks, low moods, wants to be able to get off the medication, have another baby low energy, brain fog, uh, lightheadedness, hoarseness, severe constipation. These are some classical features that we see in people that have hypothyroidism. Were you having difficulty with weight too? Um, at that point, I was so depressed. I just wasn't eating really at all. Right. And so my I, my, my mother-in-law came out just to feed me because she said, Sierra, you are getting way too thin and we're going to lose you. Like, yeah. So, but you had problems then with, with brain fog, poor sleep, any joint. Yeah, I mean brain fog. I mean, like I, I could never. I never had my phone on me. It was ca- like my grandparents were calling my parents and saying, "Can you please tell Sierra to answer her phone?" Like they were getting offended and upset with me, and it was causing family problems because I could never have my find my phone. And I would leave my wallet and my purse just on the driveway, and I would walk into a room and be like, "Why am I here? This is, you know." And I hear my grandma telling me that, "Oh, I'm just." I forget my purse everywhere. I'm like, yeah, I'm right there with you, Grandma. <laughs> Except we have like a big age gap, and I shouldn't be feeling like a a grandma at in my mid twenties. You know, like nuts. And so you came yeah. in. You came into the health and wellness center. How did you find out about us, by the way? A friend referred me and told. Okay. Actually, she told me about it in the fall, but I just was too bad to really help myself. And she then told my husband about it like six months later, and he's the one that got Encouraged the ball. Encouraged me to get here. Right. here. Yeah. So when you came in, you saw Dr. Ellsworth, and and he put you on the the yeast-free eating program, Mm -hmm. and he put you on some thyroid medication. He also gave you some natural female hormones, progesterone, to help you with your menstrual cycles because it was obvious that 
your problems were hormonal because it happened after childbirth. This isn't uncommon at all. A woman uh, feel fine, have her first baby, and then all of a sudden they crash. Mm-hmm. And, and their hormones don't kick back in right. Remember, during pregnancy, the uh, hormones that a woman has in her body are made by the placenta, which belongs to the baby. And so when the baby's delivered, then the placenta follows. There's a dramatic fall in the nat- natural occurring hormones of pregnancy. And her ovaries have been shut off, and they've got to turn back on. If they don't turn back on right, and she doesn't have adequate amount of female hormones, and they don't balance out, she's going to have a host of symptoms. And one of them is, I mean, there are all these symptoms that we talked about, the fatigue, uh, low body temperature, can't think clearly, poor sleep, constipation. You know, oftentimes women have problems with weight gain. She didn't because she was so depressed she didn't even want to eat. And if you don't eat, you're not going to gain weight, obviously. So what happened? What happens to these women like that? And then they end up going to see your conventional doctor, like Sierra did. And what do they do? Immediately slap them on some SSRI antidepressant. That's a um, SSRI is a selective serotonin retake reuptake inhibitor. It inhibits the uptake in your brain of a of a neurotransmitter called serotonin. Well, guess what? Those, those, and this was Lexapro you were on, but there are other SRI, SSRI antidepressants like Prozac and, and uh, Effexor and uh, Paxil, just to name a few, Cymbalta and others. And these are all SSRI or their reuptake inhibitors or, with the idea that if we don't let the body reuptake the serotonin in the brain and it just floats around, you're going to feel better, which is not the case. And it wasn't your, the case in your case. In fact, it made you worse. And they gave you more drugs, and you just got drugged up. And what it does is it flattens the entire af- the affect. It takes away who you are so you don't have any feelings anymore. You don't feel sad. You don't feel good. You don't apathetic. cry. Apathetic. Just yeah, apathetic about numbness. life. Numbness. You right. feel total numbness. Like, I would love to feel happy right now. I would love to just feel anything right now, but it's just empty. You just feel empty inside. The SSRI antidepressants are knockoff. Cocaine. Cocaine is a reuptake inhibitor. It it blocks the reuptake of serotonin and of dopamine. It's a, re, a neurotransmitter reuptake inhibitor. If you look at the molecular structure of the antidepressants, the SSRI antidepressants, they're almost identical to cocaine. They're highly addictive. It's hard to get off of them. They're terrible withdrawal symptoms. Mm-hmm. And it's a way, basically, the drug companies get people to be addicts and take the drugs the rest of their lives. Nobody has depression because they have low levels of antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication in their body. Nobody. If you're having problems with moods that are rolling, roller coaster moods up and down, or you're depressed, or you're having anxiety attacks or panic attacks, that's not caused because you lack some pharmaceutical drug. It is primarily going to be a result in almost 90% 90% of the cases is going to be a result of hormone decline and imbalance, which can be easily corrected. So I know that Dr. Ellsworth puts you on some thyroid medication, right? Mm-hmm. He puts you on some female hormone, natural progesterone, got you eating right, puts you on some vitamins and minerals. And how long did it take you to begin to notice any difference? Oh, <laughs> I wanted to cry when I started feeling myself. It was like within two weeks of taking those that I was like, feeling up and feeling myself, um, I was able to, I'm a photographer and, and was able to um, 
go on a, a trip by myself for a photo shoot in Greece, <laughs> just like in August of that year. Which and, and you came in when? In May. So so within, within three months, two or three months, you I were, was able to like. Whereas before, like I I'm stuck in my closet. I can't interact with anyone. Within a couple months, I'm getting on a plane by myself. I'm flying across the ocean first time by myself. You know, I'm like exploring Greece. You know, like, wow, that's a huge difference. And I remember when I was there in Greece, um, I I was on this catamaran and we were snorkeling and I was like swimming and I just, I was in the ocean. I was, I, I remember just having the water flow through my hair and I just thanked God that I could enjoy life again. You know, it was a moment for me where I was like, wow, I this is worth living. Like, I, I don't feel what I've felt for years of just wanting to be gone because it was just too painful to be alive. Where, you know, with depression, when you have really severe depression, you feel so low that death seems up. It seems like a wel- welcomed option because of how horrible you feel. And for me to be there and to just love that moment and love how I felt, it was priceless. That's wonderful. Thanks. <laughs> wonderful story on that. So how long did it take you to get off the antidepressants? So I, um, when I, I got off, I started trying to get off um, November of 2017. And it took me about three months. Dr. Ellsworth was like really good at helping me get off of it and helping me understand the withdrawal symptoms and that whole process and, and helped me uh, find this great book that he recommended, The Antidepressant Solution. Solution. Wow, that book is, I'm like, this is like the Bible for anyone that has been on antidepressants. <laughs> That's by it's Dr. Glenn Mullen, incredible. The Antidepressant Solution. Yeah, that really helped me a lot to just know what I was coming up against and what to expect and how to come down. And I had to come down really slowly, but I had this goal of, I want to have another baby. I just, you know, when, I, when we first got married, I was like, we're having six kids, you know, here we go. And, but once this depression kicked in, it really changed a lot of things in our life of what reality would actually look like. But I did still want to have one more. And so we came, um, yeah, about three months. The withdrawal reactions were miserable, (laughs) like you said, and I was coming down so slowly. And it was a very rough time for our family trying to go through that. Um, But then I was able to get off of it. And um, in probably March, I was totally done with them. And it had been some time. March 2018, and then I got pregnant in July of 2018, which is like nothing short of a miracle. I was, I I had been looking into adoption and all these other things of how I could somehow still have this baby knowing I might not ever be able to get off this medication. I might not ever be able to feel better, you know, way before, but then coming here and like learning about all this stuff, like it made me feel like I could not only come off of it, but be able to be a, a good mom, <laughs> which is not what I had felt beforehand at all. <laughs> so this is really, yeah. really, really remarkable and wonderful. And I'm, first, I'm going to congratulate you for doing a 180 and taking charge of your health and not just resigning yourself to being on drugs the rest of your life. And you can imagine what that would have done for your husband. I know you're a woman of faith, and your husband is too. And thank God it's to your husband's credit that he's stood by you, you know? Oh, yeah, he, yeah, he has said, and I have said, like, 
this this could have resulted for so many people in it, in divorces in, divorce, oh, in this happens all the time or having issue you know your kids having a lot of issues with you long term mm-hmm. all these things like I'm so grateful that we fought for me because if we had just said this is just our new normal this is just how things are going to be we never would have tried to get in the hustle and like literally fight like and it was a fight every day because you have to fight to to eat the right way you have to fight to to make the changes that are needed and um you know I talk to women now with with the light through the dark stuff and talk to people now that are like you know yeah my my kids don't have a good relationship with me and our family is estranged because when they were younger I dealt with these things and I never addressed it and I thought this was just my normal and just accepted that this is my MO for life right. and or they get divorces I have another friend who he's like I didn't realize I was dealing with depression and anxiety all these years and yet he would have these big blow-ups with his spouse and she couldn't she was like I don't want my kids in that environment really it was he needed more support and more help with his mental health to be able to not have these triggers set off the irritability and and the and so this this is your your new uh, uh business venture is entitled what light through the dark light through the dark and so how can somebody look at the podcast that you're doing in the youtubes how do they do that I just, you can just look up light through the dark on youtube or whatever and the main goal of it is really so typing yeah. youtube light through the dark mm-hmm. and how about on podcasts what do they do yeah same thing it's called light through the dark light through the dark on a podcast and you can hear sierra she talks about these various issues uh that people have with uh, mental depression and anxiety and panic attacks and these things that are affecting them she she helps individuals that are having those problems and and then she interviews other people that have had problems have come at them and, she, and as a matter of fact uh, we're going to do an interview later today i'm going to do a podcast for for uh, sierra and we'll talk about these things we'll see her this is a wonderful story thank you now let me ask you on a scale of zero to ten ten being brimming with energy when you first came in what was your energy level oh, uh zero <laughs> like i just i had no energy at I, like 20 at 26 years old no yeah energy. no I'd, I'd wake up and feel exhausted and i would be so tired i needed to take a nap but i knew that if i for whatever reason, if I took a nap, I would wake up and just have gripping anxiety, like so bad. It was felt like someone had chains and cords around me, and I would just be stuck in that anxiety for at least an hour where I you, I couldn't get up because it was like so gripping and so bad and couldn't talk to anyone, couldn't reach out and be like, help me get out of bed, you know, and then, yeah, it was just oh, multiple naps during the day, never feeling, so- yeah. How would you describe your energy level now and your overall moods on a scale of zero to ten? Now you just had a baby here six weeks I know, ago, yeah, didn't I just, you? I just had a baby, and um, I mean, I need a nap a day, but sometimes just, and that's usually because I stayed up too late watching Netflix with my husband, and then was up with the baby again at night. But like on the days when I'm not watching a show, it's like not anything outside of what I felt as a teenager, or actually more. I feel like I feel better. I keep telling everyone, like, wow, I feel like I should be having a much harder time with having a newborn than I actually am. But I, I actually do have a lot more energy right now than I did <laughs> with everything before, even though I should not have as much having a newborn. Right. I don't know if that's and I sense, know this but. is this is important, and I talked to you about it, and I asked you if you had started on progesterone, and you just started on it yesterday. This is six weeks after the birth. If I'd have known about you having you're pregnant, I would have made sure, like I did with my five daughters, the day after they had their baby, they were on progesterone. And none of our daughters, out of our five daughters, and we have 23 grandkids, 
none of them even had the baby blues. Mm. They never had any depression. But that's because progesterone levels drop dramatically. They're very, very high at the end of pregnancy. The placenta makes huge amounts of progesterone. They're many times normal, what you would normally experience. And when when the placenta is delivered, there's a precipitous drop in progesterone. And that's what leads to the problems with depression. Also, low thyroid can lead to the problem with depression. All thyroid uh, can be adversely affected when the hormones fall. That puts, puts you in a state of estrogen dominance, and that adversely affects the thyroid. So now that we have you on progesterone, you're going to be feeling back just yeah. on top of your game again. Well, I was really, I'm really grateful that this pregnancy, I like had the bioidentical hormone therapy because when I, I, like as soon as I found out I was pregnant, like that morning I called the nurses here and they said, okay, well, let's, let's put, let's have you have this much progesterone so we can protect the pregnancy. Right. And I went through that until I was like 14 weeks pregnant. And that was like really helpful for me because I had had miscarriages before and, you know, obviously had worked so hard many, to get pregnant. How many miscarriages had you had? Sorry, I had had one. I had okay. one before my daughter. Um, but, um, and my mom had a history of miscarriages. and Which is a classical feature of hypothyroidism. Infertility and miscarriages are classical features of low thyroid. That doesn't show up in your blood. It's not how much thyroid you have in your blood. It's how much thyroid you have in your cells. And that can only be <laughs> diagnosed by a clinical history. So I believe that everybody that has the clinical symptoms of hypothyroidism and signs, no matter what their blood test shows, deserves a deserves a therapeutic trial of thyroid hormone to see how they do. Mm -hmm. And it usually does remarkable for them. Well, Sierra, congratulations on your success. And I wish you every success as you work on a light through darkness, uh, this effort to help individuals overcome their depression, anxiety, and panic attacks. Thank you for joining us. And thank, thank you. each one of you for joining us today on Dr. Hotsey's Wellness Revolution. You remember, this is what I believe, I believe that while liberals are getting high, conservatives should get healthy so we can make America great again. If you want to get yourself on a path of health and wellness, if you've experienced symptoms that Sierra has described, uh, if you're a young woman, you don't have to come wait till you're 50 to come in and suffer on antidepressants for 20 or 30 years of your life. You can get yourself on a path of health and wellness now by taking charge of your life, doing a 180. Give us a call at Hotsey Health and Wellness Center at 281-698-8698. And we'll be glad to set up a uh, complimentary consultation with you and get you, partner with you, so that uh, we can get you on a path of health and wellness and help you have a life-changing health transformation so you have energy, you have vitality, and you have enthusiasm again for your life. Thanks for joining us today. God bless you. A special thanks to Physicians Preference Pharmacy, formerly Hotsey Pharmacy, proud sponsor of Dr. Hotsey's Wellness Revolution podcast. Information provided on this radio program is neither intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice and is not intended to replace the services of a physician, nor does it constitute a doctor-patient relationship. You should not use information from this radio program to diagnose or treat a health problem or disease without consulting with a qualified health care provider. If you have or suspect you have an urgent medical problem, promptly contact a professional health care provider or call 911.
Dr. Hotze's Wellness Revolution radio program advises you to always seek the advice of a physician or other qualified health provider prior to starting any new treatment or with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Any application of the recommendations from this radio program is at the listener's discretion.